What's going on, everybody? Mike Mel back, March 12. Um, I'm just going to talk about uh, GE. Um, I know it's been a downtrend that's been in place for a while, um, but still, there still might be some people out there that are romantic about the stock, might be romantic about other big bellwether names that have been around for a long time, gotten big, uh, developed some products that we all know and love, heard the name you know, here, there, and everywhere, just gotten used to it being around, it being one of the big bad boys on the block. Um, I wrote an article uh, maybe a couple of days ago called Risk Comes Fast, General Electric. Um, so I just want to just maybe just walk through, you know, that romanticizing about stocks, you know, can often cloud our judgment. You know, uh, we all love stories. We've all heard this, especially over the last uh, maybe ten years with the uh, the bubble of startups and things like that. You know, new kids, new people trying to make it happen. You know, and in order to crack through, they got to tell stories. And this has always been the case, but um, but recently, I think it's been on hyperdrive because we've had you know um, the new up and comers trying to trying to get theirs and they got to tell a lot of stories and they figure out that uh you know they figure out what we like to what stories we like to follow what what hits our our story bone if you will uh what gets us all warm and fuzzy over over things and you know GE's just that other thing you know it's it's Edison it's the light bulb it's it's planes it's it's everything it's your refrigerator your appliances it's, it's everywhere um and you know, they were a big, big dog for a big, uh, you know, uh, sorry, for, for a long time. And, you know, and they still are pretty big, but obviously they've, they've lost, I, I believe, uh, two-thirds of their value over the last few years. And I believe since 2000, um, they've lost about 80% or 85% of their, uh, of their value. And, you know, that's, these things happen. You know, um, and it can happen to some new names that we've gotten used to too. You know, who knows? I mean, it's hard to imagine even talking about it. But um, like, can it happen to Microsoft? Can it happen to you know Netflix and Amazon? The big, you know, other some other big names have been around. Um, it's possible. You know, it's a few bad decisions. It's a few things that that go against the core principles of the company. And I believe, you know, I'm not too familiar with all the reasons that have sent GE on a down spiral over the last, uh, you know, five to ten years plus. But but I've heard, you know, some things about, you know, they were, they were making a lot of, uh, making a lot of purchases and and doing things, uh, doing things in their company, get away from their core business, and just just investing a lot of money after bad, you know, throwing good money after bad, and you know it's the same it's the same things that takes down any investment strategy uh, can take down a company. These things are you know these laws are universal, and I believe that um, you know we have to adhere to these things no matter how big and how you know no matter how successful we get we have to um, we have to we have to stick to these principles. And, 
you know, just stay the course. But uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I believe that this, you know, buy and hold mentality, this like, oh, GE, yeah, yeah, that's a good company. We always hold that. What are you talking about? You know, good dividend or good, good management, blah, 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 blah. You know, things change. Things always change. And the, this is the risk of this buy and hold mentality, this invest in quality companies no matter what happens mentality is that you neglect the most important part of the entire process that um, that pays us, which is the trend. And, you know, obviously, you know, we can smooth them out and, you know, we could follow long-term uptrends and, you know, sit through some, you know, juicy retracements every now and again. But, not when things decline by two thirds of their value, or, or in um, since over the last fifteen twenty years, eighty five percent of its value. You know those those are meaningful trend changes, and you know um, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, looking at the thirty year chart. I have it on the on the, in the article on my website, and uh, yeah, it peaked at around two thousand one, around sixty bucks, and right now it's about nine ten bucks. Um, okay. You know, and pre pre oh eight, it made a high of uh, just a little over forty bucks, and then it went down to yeah where we are now uh, around nine ten, and you know found support, but even there it made a lower high, rallied you know since the oh eight oh nine bottom, topped out in uh, looks like twenty sixteen seventeen, at uh, thirty bucks and change, a little over thirty bucks, and then it took another decline. So who now who knows if they'll finally come to their senses, you know, if management, you know, will start to write the course. But we can't, you know, as investors, we can't worry about that. We can't know everything. We have to go with what is and, you know, figure out the story later. Um, but right now, if you're, uh, you know, you're getting shot at. You know, it's like, well, hold on. Like, what are they, you know, they may not be shooting at us. Maybe they're, yeah, but they're, the bullet can still do harm to you, you know, if it does hit you. And same thing with the declining stock or market is that you have to get out of its way um, and then figure out what happened or what was going on. But in the moment, you have to protect your ass. And and I'm sure a lot of people are just, you know, stuck with this and they're going to stick with other stocks just like this. You know, Enron is another good one. You know, the company I work for, Bear Stearns and then, um, you know, all the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Lehman, AIG, uh, and other, uh, other investment banks and other, um, you know, companies that, that went down in the last major decline. Um, you know, other little ones go down, you know, in the meantime, but, um, that the 08, 09 was a real good example of, there was a lot of them happening at the time, but, you know, obviously GE has been struggling, even though the broader market, you know, the indices and other, other um, good stocks out there have been doing well. So this is just, you know, I think, you know, these things can happen at at any time to your favorite stocks. And you have to have, you know, I I believe in having an adaptive view and adaptive approach that allows you to sidestep these things for the, for the bulk of the trend. You know, there's always going to be a point where, all right, now it's going down. All right, do we get out? So there's going to be a delay of seeing it go down until you actually get out. But that, you know, a delay is fine. 
as long as it's a reasonable short, you know, delay and a consistent delay. It can't be, well, I really like this one. You know, I just bought it. Am I going to sell it this quick? Yeah, yeah, out, get out. Um, you know, my, my, my friend gave me this. I don't know if I can dump this just yet. You know, I have something to talk to him about or some guy at work, same story. You know, you know this is, we bond over this thing. You know, this could help me, you know, get closer to him, get a, get a promotion or, you know, hey, I don't know, man. Like, you just don't know. Like, I don't, maybe it's worth it for you. Maybe holding to that loser is worth it in that instance. But in general, if you're trying to protect money and you're trying to grow it, um, buying and holding, no matter what happens in the face of major declines, is not, not the right move. Um, It doesn't. It's not a, it's not an opinion of mine. This is an easy thing that you can get anecdotal evidence or hard evidence and test some of these things and see does this work? You know, over the long run, sure. In the short run, yeah. If you started buying dips in '09, yeah, I'm sure it worked pretty well for you uh, for a while. But uh, over the long run, these big declines um, can really uh, put a big scar on your portfolio. So. You know, it's just, it's trying to have a cold mentality that, you know, I only like it if it's going up. You know, if you're a long-only guy, um, you prefer only to buy things, then fine. Then you have to buy things that go up, you know, um, and that continue going up. I think that, uh, you know, most people don't even have that view. They're just buying because that's just what they've been told and they just figure, oh, I hold because that's, that's the thing you do, right? Or, you know, so they don't, they don't know the risks, really. They know that, oh, I'll be able to get out. You know, don't worry. I'll be able to get out. So, um, yeah, it's like trying to, you know, put your, put your, uh, what is it called? Can't even think. Fuck, right now. Your seatbelt on as you're going to go into uh, an accident, you know. Um, oh, I'll be able to put it on before it happens don't worry about it no no no. when it happens you freeze up you freeze up and you're fucked that's pretty much what happens you know you're gonna get hit and you better hope you don't get really injured otherwise you're gonna have a lot of regret and all that so you know we're trying to you know avoid avoid that that drama avoid that nonsense because we can protect against it we can't prevent downtrends but we can protect ourselves from them you know, and we do that by, you know, having a simple, a simple, um, you know, definition of what, what, what type of trend you're going to follow. You're going to use moving averages or, or long-term uh, uh, support and resistance levels. You know, when it breaks through your levels, that's when, you know, you're getting in and getting out. And, you know, in this case, in GE's case, you know, a simple approach like that, a simple adaptive trend-following approach, you know, keeps you protected from these from these downtrends. Um, so, yeah, just think about that, you know, think about what, maybe what stocks you have right now, what stocks you're looking at, um, or other markets, you know, like the currencies or, you know, any other wacky stuff out there that you want to trade. Um, you know, think about having a consistent definition in there. And yeah, that's something that obviously I do. And, um, you know, and, and my competitors and colleagues too. I mean, we, we, always want to have more 
of an allocation to the biggest and uh, you know, the strongest trends out there. But, you know, we don't know what's going to get hot and cold next. So that's why we diversify so much. And we use, you know, consistent rules for getting in and getting out. So, so we're not biased to any one area. Um, and, you know, um, when, when you do employ an adaptive, you know, trend, go with the trend approach, you, your risk then or your, your problem becomes one of handling the whipsaws, the one that goes, you know, that break out and then they come back and they break down, then they come up, you know, and they just kind of chop around and don't really produce a smooth trend. With the buy and hold approach, your problem is managing the risk in the first place. Trend following, you don't have that risk because you are actively managing it, you know, keeping it, you know, cutting losses that's in, in betting small and stuff like that. But if things go through a really long choppy period, that, that's a big problem for you. Um, so you're shifting your problem away from a sudden, one big sudden loss um, or one debilitating loss. And if you're a buy and holder, you have, you're basically going to stick with that until it comes all the way back. And that's a huge risk too because, you know, just looking at GE here, depending on when you bought this thing, um, this thing is below its its all-time high of uh, 60 bucks. Looking at the 30-year chart, um, and it hasn't come close to that for the past 15, 18 years. And, you know, so how long can you really wait? Let's say you start investing at 30. Okay, now you're almost 50. And how long are you going to wait for this thing to come back? You know, so the it's not even just the, the actual cost from the, the downtrend that you're riding. It's also the opportunity cost. What are you missing out on in the meantime? You know, obviously over the last 15, 20 years, there's been some major trends both up and down to capture in stocks and other markets too. So, you, know, you have to weigh all that and you got to think about that and, uh, you know, talk with your advisor, um, you know, talk with your money manager and, um, you know, see what sort of plan is in place to protect against um, these downtrends. If you are trading single stocks or even indices, you know, indices will, you know, get whacked too. Um, so that's something to think about. Uh, check out the article if uh, you want to see the visuals. Um, you know, I just... Uh, Got the 30-year chart. I think I got the, uh, yeah, the uh, maybe t- yeah, 10-year chart in here too. So, um, you know, and, and always feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can email me. Email's on the site. You could uh, hit me on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever, Instagram. I got a page now for, uh, I got one for myself, but also for the firm as well. Um, just look up Melisino's Trading on Instagram if you want to see some of the stuff there. And, um, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, should have some guests on trying to do, uh, maybe more of a, more of a, uh, conversational, you know, Joe Rogan-esque, you know, not going to be all about, you know, markets and things, trying to get into some other things too. Um, but not so formal, more conversational, more off the cuff. Uh, so should be fun going forward. All right. Talk to you guys later.